the meat goes on God. It's the best move if you ain't talking about that. God bless you on God. Like a Nico, cause I gotta say God like the meat Famaland, Famaland, what up, what up, what up? God made dirt the podcast. We back. If y'all, if y'all caught the last episode, um, I think we're gonna call that one BK's Punch Out. That video game is dropping soon <laughs> on PS5. Um, you know, BK's Punch Out. If you if you if you didn't catch that episode, <laughs> make sure you go back and check that one out, man. Hurt people. Hurt people, you dig? And of course, if you're feeling what God Made Dirt is doing, I need you to like and subscribe. Matter of fact, pause the video right now. Go and like. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button because we want you to stay up to date on everything that we're doing, you dig? And you know it's God Made Dirt, the podcast, the show. The one we have uh, conversations behind the curtain of religion. You know, the thing that the church is too religious and the world is too embarrassed to talk about, we're going to talk about it. No elephants in the room on this show you dig and i already ran through what the show is not and like i said judge your mama i'm gonna say that every week just so you know you dig we not but you can but anyway um you know it's me your boy marcel b the mc on god the video shameless plug every week um album the biblical album coming this year i promise i ain't just saying that um we got the leading lady bk in the house what up ma Hey, hey. You already know. And make sure you check her out at beador.com. Um, we got the code breaker himself, Tarmel Daniel, the chief geek is what he calls himself. And then, of hey. course, we got, you know, Money Mike's in the building. We call him Money Measy, the drummer extraordinaire. What's going on? What's going you know on? What and last but definitely not least, we got a special guest on the show, uh, Wendell. We call him Dale. We call him Cuzzo. You know, we right. We got to call him Champ. You know, he just we call him our peace, We call him peace. We call him peace and love and El Jefe as well. <laughs> exactly. You know, what I'm saying he's our yeah. special guest on the show, and he's gonna shed a lot of light when it comes to mental illness, mental health. He's in that field. He's a professional, and he's also pursuing. Is it your master's currently? Right now, man, a year in, man, just completed a year, so. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, right. so you got to respect, right. so respect right. the checky, you dig? So we're going to dive into that in this episode. But before we hop in, man, we just passed the New Year's, you know? Um, I'm to that age where it ain't about being a party animal. I'm just going to keep it 100. So, um, you know, uh, how, what did everybody do? BK, what you do for New Year's Eve, man? Well, I had great plans in mind. However, what ended up happening is just me and the homegirls ended up just chilling at another homegirl's house and making s'mores, having dinner, a little seafood dinner, and that was about it. Couple nice. drinks. See, when you when we plan, God laugh. And in this case, y'all had a girls' night in, which sounds pretty dope, actually. Uh, what about you, Tarmel? Mm-hmm. What you do, man? New Year's Eve. Man, uh, shoot, man. For one, I watched Michigan get get killed by Georgia. Oh, um, that was a huge setback. Uh, <laughs> everything I thought I understood about Jim Harlan. <laughs> I, I, I learned that day. So um, and then after that, we just kind of we broke bread and celebrated, man. At, at, over at Joe's, Subur- shout out to Suburban Joe. Yes, uh, sir, Joe, the, the right Joe. Was, man, we kept it light, stumbling distance. <laughs> That's what's up, man. So, Money Mike, I know you sent uh, pictures to the crew. You actually had a gig on New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, I ended up having to play drums that day. And then after that, was able to hang out, hang out with the lady chill be safe in the house have nice. something to drink nice man yeah yes, sir nothing, 
little Netflix and chill. That's what I, that's actually how I brought mine in with my wife. <laughs> well, eight o'clock was church. Um, I like getting that word in, um, to, to start the new year off. So eight o'clock was church, which is, you know, was, uh, my pastor took an unconventional approach, you know, cause the army, you know, uh, the, the, the new strand, um, they call it the Omarion out here, which is funny. <laughs> Y'all got to watch that video he got. But anyway, uh, my pastor <laughs> decided to go live from his house. Um, just, you know, um, and he still brought some powerful word, you know, the arm of God, um, is the, is the focus and vision for the year, the prophetic word. And then of mm-hmm. course, chill with the wife, Netflix, something like the little homie had Welch's sparkling grape. He thought it was wine. That was funny. Um, but, but Dale, what about you, man? How you, how you bring in new years? Hey man, I brought it in another year. Blessed man. And, um, <clears throat> we did, ha- um, Habitats for Humanity. We did some um, giveaways, man, and some donations. First thing in that that morning, man, that was huge for us. Um, we got together, and then you know, just with the family from that from that point on, man, nothing special, man. Did a little bit of firecracking out here, fireworks. We still do that, you know. And um, other than that, man, got some rest. Dope. It, well, it definitely sound like we all are either near forty, at forty, <laughs> or over forty um, by these activities. But hey, man, you you, you <laughs> save money and you stay safe. This route, you did so. Um, let's hop in, man. Let's hop in. So, of course, this episode, the church and mental health. Um, I, I like to say it's a separation between church and health. You know, um, it's, it's a misnomer. It's a separation between the two. And let's, we want to dive in it. And this actually came about, and I'm going to let you tell this story, Tarmel. We actually started talking about this on the way to Mexico on the fellas trip. And it got it got pretty heated, you know, but but it's still a great topic and we want to, you know, have this conversation in front of the people, man. Go ahead and dive in for us. Yeah, man. So <clears throat> for those that don't know, Wendell, man, me and him shared the same cradle together, the same middle school and graduated from high school together. So, you know what I mean? Like I basically had this, this, this man right here, this awesome man my whole life, right? So we real close, right? So, so we always get a chance to chop it up, and you know, I took the, I, I moved to kind of like Orlando, and he moved, ultimately to Arizona, and so even then, like it was just two kings going their separate ways. So we always chop it up, catch up with each other when time permits, get into each other's world, and just dig in. You know what I mean? Like, and so right now he's pursuing his master's, and I want to say it right. What's the what's the name of the degree? Mental health and counseling. Mental mental health and counseling. So that's that's basically some something new for us to debate about. You know, mm-hmm. that's how we roll. You know, let's dig in. So you know, fellas trip, we riding out, uh, and then we start talking, kind of talking through like the difference. Like he, he was like, you know, pastors should really like have to certify or get qualified or a degree in mental health because. You know, basically, you're dealing with people's minds in a certain their spirits, but also their minds. And so, cause I don't want to, I don't want to misquote you. You know, telling people how you feel about that. Yeah, and before you do that, give some people your background. You know, it, it's easy for somebody to just make that statement, but you actually have put in the work to arrive at that conclusion. So, give the people some of your background, man, when it comes to this field and what you've been seeing. Absolutely, man. First of all, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. And for those out here in Arizona who's going to watch this podcast, they 
they know me as Corey, man. So you got to make sure you put that out there. I do go by my middle name out here. So they know me as Corey. Um, but I've been in this field, man, mental health and, and counseling, man, for, you know, for the last 15 years. And it all started at the Boys and Girls Club as a program manager when half of the kids that was in my office was messed up, you know, broken homes, low income, you know, and for some reason it all meant the same, you know, nobody had any funding, you know, they come from, um, you know, they come from nothing, man. And so that's what drove me into the field 100% from that job, you know? And so I decided to go in and pursue my master's, which ultimately in about two years, I'll be a therapist. One of 30 African-American male here as a, as a, as a therapist. So that's the ultimate goal after, after I complete my practice. Up, wow. The, the reason why we, we pretty much went into, um, you know, the, the great communi communi communication, not the argument that we had. I think we were communicating really well. We just were loud with it, you know, but um, I think that, you know, it it really starts from a, a, a line. You know, I think that some of the old school pastors, man, that, that was able to preach to our mothers and and our aunties, you know, they you know, they can go ahead and move with that generation. But the art the, ultimately the argument was, you know, some of this new generation of the kids we're dealing with, man, is they're not having it. You know, they're just going to challenge you at all aspects of the game. So you need to have some type of education component to comply with that type of audience, you know. And so that's where we are, man, as far as that. I think that every pastor now, mark my word, I'm, I'm, I haven't completed my, my master's yet. I'm not certified. I'm not diagnosing. Well, I'm not supposed to be diagnosing, um, you know, but um, but my own opinion is that every pastor that gets in front of an audience, at least 30 to 40 percent of your you know, um, the people that see your audience is struggling mentally. So that's the reason why we came to that great dis discussion that we had. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So, cuz, I got to ask you this. So, Corey, let's be professional. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got to hold my hands like this, dog. So I got two questions for you, and then I'm going to let everybody else hop in, but I'm going to kick it off with these two. The first question is, as a Christian, how has your academic path challenged your faith? Because I believe, and we said this, that what you're studying is a science and sometimes science and spirituality don't mix. That's your first question? Yeah. Okay, so let me answer, let me answer it in part. To the audience, I, I am a Christian. Let's answer, let's let's answer that, let's get that out the way. So I am a Christian to reflect. Um, but my path, you know, where I am right now, I'm able to see it from a whole nother perspective, you know, and scientifically, man, that, that can be anywhere. You know, that's a whole nother topic. We can get on here and talk about that tomorrow and Thursday and Friday. Um, but I think that um, just from where I'm able to see it from the angle that I'm able to see it, I think that um, <clears throat> we just we not our parents are not understanding um, why our kids are diagnosed a certain way. You know, and, and and that's carrying on to this new generation to where they're going to church, bro. And they're just listening to the rap music. I mean, I'm sorry, not the rap music, but the choir music, you know, and they leaving. And that's it. You know, they're not they're not getting nothing from what the word of God is saying, you know. And on top of that, a lot of the parents are are battling, man, with some of these addictions. And, you know, it's not all it's not all it's not easy to say that it's just the devil because. You know, it's, it's definitely some type of substance classes that need to be beneficial to that to that saint that's in that audience. So my path right now is just seeing it from another perspective and now gaining the actually gaining the access to the education component. of it. No doubt. 
Now, my that's a great that's a great answer. Um, my 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 other question for you is, now this is a trick question, but do we all have a form of mental health issues? Because I think we are crazy. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, and and that's what I'm saying in part. Like, so let's say for instance, I'm a pastor at the old school, and I get in front of you, and I had a rough day, and I get in front of my audience. Man, guess what my audience gonna get? They gonna get it. I had a rough day. So your day rough, you know, and so that's what I was telling you mentally as if you understand it from the mental health component, then you'll know how to balance the two. You know, and you no talk doubt. about Freud. Remember, we talked about Freud. Freud broke it down. But you definitely be able to understand how to balance two because you'll understand yourself. You know, so 100 percent because we all have those issues. It's the balance that we definitely need to learn. So it's kind of like that football player or that athlete who needs to understand media training and how to handle the different scenarios they're going to be in as a millionaire. It's not necessarily that they are going to be uh, the media, and sometimes they grow into that eventually, but it's just preparation for the space you got to be in. Absolutely. We just witnessed something with, a, with, with AB, man. I mean, it's, and some people can 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 make it familiar, familiarize it with you know, mental health, but we don't quite understand what the contract was. If it was 80 yards away from a million dollars, then you know what? Right. Is that mental health or is that just common sense? You know, I'm going to go ahead and do what I need to do. You know, but yeah. you, you hit a great point, man. Mental health is extremely important. But again, you have to understand yourself before you can get in front of an audience and preach about anything or, or speak about anything that's going to guide people in a positive direction. Man, nice. that, that's, that's dope. So I actually do have a question. So it seems like you know, a lot of Christians may underestimate the impact of mental health on a person. But do you also believe it's possible that those in the mental health field, professionals, may underestimate the calling and role of somebody in the church, a pastor specifically? Like what you just said, like, you know, you say, you know, if, if your pastor had a bad day, guess what you're going to get? I've seen my pastor preach over 100 times, Right. I've never felt like, man, he must have had a bad day before he came in here. I've never felt like that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if he's able to compartmentalize it when some people can't. So he leaves whatever issues he has at the, at the door. If anything, if he's gone through anything leading up to that week, he's kind of shared it uh, during his sermon. So do, do, do you feel like maybe uh, it's, it could be underestimated, uh, you know, the, the anointing, the calling, the, the power of the Holy Spirit that, 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 that God may give a pastor to be able to carry out his assignment where this outside noise doesn't affect his role and what he does. You get what I'm saying? Is it possible? Man, listen, I'm just one. Again, you know, I have another two years left. You know, it's just an opinion right now. You know, I'm right. being opinionated with this, but I'm going to answer your question in, in two parts. Okay. The first part is that, you know, anybody who come out the womb, it's funny how they can be diagnosed, you know, unspecified hyperactive tension or bipolar, but they're not going to be diagnosed being a pastor, hmm. you know. So obviously he had a calling on his life from spirituality component of it. And, you know, I'm sure that his kids may have the same thing, hereditary, you know, because they're, they're going to grow in it. You know, so having that spirituality, bro, it comes naturally. God gives it to you. You're going to have it. However, each generation is different, man. Each generation is different. Moses can't come talk to our generation right now. Right. Are you crazy? 
And so all I'm saying is like, we have to up our game at this point. This mm -hmm. generation, like, like for instance, are we gonna stay to um, just just Facebook or, or now we're gonna start doing TikTok or now we're gonna start doing additional things. So it goes in ministry, man. I mean, spirituality has taken us so far, we need to combine the two. We need to get some education components going to it. And you know, we can grow it together holistically though. Like we talked about in the car, holistically, it's a huge, that's a huge point when you mention that word. Right. Right. So that, yeah, I hope I, I have a question for you. Go ahead, BK. Okay. So I know you're taking, I'm assuming that you're taking a strong stance on the fact that pastors should get certified to be counselors. But how would you feel about it being turned that count? like pastors should be receiving counseling before preaching so that they can come to the congregation with more of a clear set mind. Because when I go to church, I don't see it as the pastor is counseling to me. And anytime I've ever seeked help or guidance, the pastor has never come to me to talk to me directly. It's always I'm ushered off to somebody else for them to talk to me. So I'm trying to get like, how do you expect a pastor to also go through counseling and be able to deliver all the different components of counseling for everybody else's different issues? And for me, I'm like the only person I can actually see doing that is God. And he would have mm -hmm. to stick to the word versus the counseling or just seek counseling himself for his issues to come to the congregation clear. So what's your stance on that? Um, I don't have a stance on that. And I'm going to be honest with you because um, I know both sides. I, I've grown up apostolic faith. You know, I've seen my church transition over 100 times and the audience transition as well. I've been on the outside on the worldviews. You know, I've seen the world transition and adapt to what the, the church is doing. So I don't have a I don't have a stance on it, you know, and I don't have any references um, to back any stanza that I would have. But what I would say is this, um, to each his own, you only just one person in your church. Now, they're, they're, you know, what is church for? Is it just for you? It's for everybody. So it's, it's mm -hmm. someone else in the audience, I'm telling you, who is struggling. Now, remember, let's go back to what I said. I'm not saying that every pastor. I said in this generation, let's keep it to this generation that's coming up. I said our, our aunties and our moms, they can roll with the pastor they have. I'm sure that's probably in your generation as well, if not close. Just this new generation, our kids, pastors, <laughs> who's coming up, who's probably a little bit older, should have some form of education because they are going to get challenged, especially in these last days. And you need to have some mm -hmm. form of education. You cannot fight a battle with just saying, hey, God told me to do this because now that's not going nowhere no more. They want to understand the whole component of it. And they want to make sure you know it. And if you don't know it, they're going to put you on YouTube and they definitely going to make sure you get everything taken away from you. Now, I, is God going to give you favor? Yes, he will, if that's your calling. But I'm just saying, let's have some education. I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 bro. Um, so I agree with you. And to touch on what Brooke said, I believe ministers should be getting counseling from whether it's their bishop or overseer because like that's a big responsibility bro like having people's souls in your hand being responsible for people's souls that's that's on a every you know wednesday services thursday service sunday like you know like 
that's a big thing to take home. And also to touch on Marcel, what he said about, you know, because we're under the same umbrella when it comes to, to our pastors, is that I think because he gets counseling from Bishop Ivy Hillett, it, it allows him to know how to keep his composure. And yep. me and you know, Marcel, like, it's been plenty of times where I know he was talking about me, but it's the composure that makes you receive it. <laughs> Like, like, yeah, it's it's the composure, it's the way he delivers it that yeah. make you go, oh, he hating or he's he just talking about me. It makes you receive it because how he keeps his composure. Yeah. And so like, to yeah. touch on to touch on what you said on Corey is that I I feel you on that because my sixty year old grandma she can't stand Kurt Franklin, you know, right. but she wanted to put you on the Gators brothers, and I ain't messing with you. You know what I'm saying? So that's Brass that separation. Allen group, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so I totally get it, bro. Yeah, and I guess for so me, what? man, it, go ahead, go ahead, T. Okay, yeah. Before you switch tempos, and it, it and so it kind of reminded me. I totally agree with you, cuz, and I feel like you know this might be another topic, but we also need to learn finance so that we can teach it, it and, and specifically in the uh, African American church. Um, I think there's some ways that we can become more intelligent uh, as leaders and not always just be so. Holy Ghost led or spirit led. You get what I'm saying? Where we start to to, you know, pay attention to some of the disciplines that can help help our people in the long run. For sure. So. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Corey. Um, uh, you've seen different patients at this point, right? You've dealt with patients hand hands on, you know, yeah. you episodes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever seen a pastor or dealt with a pastor as a patient i know you can't get into specifics because of you know the hipaa right when once you get in no trouble <laughs> so um but have you ever dealt with a pastor with some mental health issues or a mental breakdown or somebody you know in the church that came to you and, and with some church hurt or something like that have you seen somebody with that um growing up bro i mean just not in my clinical you know profession growing up we've seen that we've seen Pastors go from, um, you know, the holiness of the world to homosexuality, which is huge in the church, you know, with pastors. You know, we've seen pastors go from preaching and going outside and, you know, you know, I mean, all types of deals. I'm talking about just growing up, you know. So um, clinically, we, by the time they get to someone like me and we looking at some of the trauma that they may have, then, you know, that's when we can that's when I can't go into it with you. You know what right. I'm saying? But I'm saying you've seen those things growing up yourself where pastors have had breakdowns, man. But let me tell you something about pastors. One thing we don't want to do is, and I, I want to make myself clear, is I'm not talking down on no pastors, man. Right. I know what the Holy Spirit to do, and I know what, he, what God to do when you start doing that. He's a man of God, and that's what they are. Man, However, I'm only speaking to the generation, as did the Father did. You know, and everybody should start paying attention we're getting close to that time and we're dealing with a whole new species of kids right now, a whole new generation. And they blessed. They're not cursed. Can I, can I, Go ahead, cuz. I'm going to interrupt you because when you keep speaking on how we're getting close to that time, I want you to dig into that a little bit. Early. We want to do it right now? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> better than you think. <laughs> well, that's true out there. That's true out here. We're still kind of early here. Um. Well, just before we get there, let me, let me just say this, though, again, to the pastors. We appreciate y'all and everything y'all do, man. Um, you know, I myself seek professional development from pastors around me 24-7. But also on the clinical side, I seek supervision as well. 
So to go back to um to the young lady's um question that she had, yes, I think that pastors should seek counsel. You know, I think that seeking counsel again, what Mike was saying is is perfect. You know what I'm saying? But on the other end, if you know your church is changing and the generation structure is changing, then we definitely need to start taking a whole nother angle from the education component, you know. So mm. word. That's dope. So quick question on Corey. Is there is there a such thing as being too far gone as far as the mental health area? Is there a such thing as it's just no no coming back from that? Irreparable damage, right? Right. Yeah, bro. I mean, schizophrenia. That's difficult right there. One if, if you if you ever have you ever met a schizo, someone who has schizophrenia and dealt with bipolar, they would diagnose those things. Not not that I can say I have though, no. Well, that's that's it, flesh and and if they're not on their medication, they're out of here. But let me say there are some people who use it to their advantage and disadvantage. Mm-hmm. You know, seeking money from the state, trying to get different disability checks, you know what I'm saying? And so they're gonna make sure they're far gone. You know, so, you know, we definitely see that. But um, just within our field, just as far as professionally, um, we you need to really monitor yourself ethically before you get in front of a patient and you too far gone. So we right. definitely seek again. We definitely seek supervision for that to make sure we stay balanced as well. We It could happen, though, Mike. It could happen. So as we ease into this end of times convo, this about to be a good one. Um, okay. I want you to tell me this from your it's uh, just your assessment. I know. I know you said you're early. You're only one year in, right? <laughs> um, but how much of this pandemic is a mental thing? Mm. Placebo. Man, this is. I would say seventy percent of our patients, bro. Wow. <laughs> My assessments that I've done over the ages with a lot of adolescents, which is I'm hopeful for because we still can save those. But if, once we get to the adults who still struggling like that. It's very difficult to um, to balance that that trauma they've been through. But adolescents right now in our day, 100 percent of my clients that I've seen is due to the pandemic, man. Wow. It's due to the pandemic. Wow. And it's uns- it's going to be something as simple as unspecified transitional diagnosis, you know, transitioning. They struggling transitioning with school and struggling with trying to transition doing their homework. I mean, just look at uh, our adults. They don't even want to go to work no more. You know, so our kids don't want to go to school right now at this time. That's a diagnosis, man, and it's going to be unspecified. So it's huge, man, 100% right now. How, how do you treat that? What's the approach on treatment for that? It's a, well, if they're going to go the therapeutic route, then it's definitely going to be maybe three to four times. But I would recommend, after I, after I complete a diagnosis, I would recommend that they go holistically and they get a behavior coach or they get a, they get a parent aid, you know, or they get someone who, a life coach before they go to therapy. Because that could be something as simple as a conversation three to four times a day or some time to spend with you. Like I say, once you get to somebody like me, then we got to start digging into trauma. You know, so we definitely want to focus in on anything we can fix holistically first before we start looking at medication, before we start looking at consistent therapy. All right. So do you believe there should be more counselors in the school and in the churches? Absolutely. And and another thing I believe, BK, is there should be more African-American people who look like us counseling our kids, you know, bottom line. And that would naturally bring up your new generation of pastors. Mm. That's good. Mm. Mm. That's good. Yeah, I see that connection for sure. That's powerful. 
Wow. Definitely. All right, let's hop in because we ain't going to keep the people long, man. We almost at 30 minutes already. Um, no, no doubt. So look, Corey, you, you made the statement. You said, especially at these end of times, right? It's our been having this conversation frequently over the past couple of weeks. Um, what makes you say that? You know, where does that come from for you? Um, okay, I'm gonna give you the honest answer, man. <laughs> and the only reason we know is because you know there was 400 years of slavery going on. Am I correct? Yep, yep. Okay, so before we can end this thing out, that generation of kids and those parents and all those prayers of suffering for 400 years has to be answered, correct? Mm. So yep. you seeing the kids, our kids and your kids getting their prayers fulfilled, coming out blessed. That's because we are at that part now. You see what I'm saying? So wherever we are in that part, you should understand that there has to be an ending date because that's when it started with the slavery. So we're going to end it just like the children of Israel did when they moved. You know, we're there, man. But where are we? Are we close enough to say, hey, the sun going to fall out and the sky going to uh, blow up? I don't believe so, because your son and my kids, they're going to receive their blessings, man. Based on them, that's that pain and suffering and that, that slavery and those and those mothers and fathers being ripped away from their family. They got to receive their blessing. And I, and I argued this with cousin. Well, I didn't argue. We had good communication in the kitchen about this. They got to receive a blessing, man, before anything happened. I, I, I promise you that the father is going to make sure that before he come down and, and strike us all down, our kids going to see some blessed days, man. So, but what, so we so have to if, promise. If, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. If that's the case, so why you that doesn't sound like it's close to the end for me, because, for instance, my my daughter's 17. So, like, in a few years, she's going to be working on college, building her own family soon. So that's another generation. That's going to keep going. So that's where I'm at with it's like I'm a little look look being you know push and pull on it. Like we still got more generations. Where okay, we're well, still well Mike, let me Mike. go ahead, Ken. No, no, because I don't want to because it's like you on stand and we all just you know what I mean just hammering you with questions. So I want to mm -hmm. mix it up. So let's mix so it up. Mike, do you think? And I want everybody to answer this honestly. Do you think the rapture? in the Bible was metaphoric or will it really be the way that it says in the scripture where, you know, two people work in the field, one disappear and the man and the woman land in the bed and somebody disappeared. You get what I'm saying? Like, right. Is the, like, is the rapture metaphoric or has it changed because of the times? Like cause say there's different, new, different, new, different generations, things mature advancements in technology, different things got to happen. But I, the word is the word. The rapture. The word is the word, right? Yep. But I yep. also think it's how you translate it as well. The yeah. word is going to be what it is. It's about yeah. how you receive what it's going to say. Okay. So right. I I do think it's more metaphorically than actual physical that I lay next okay. to my lady and then in the morning. Like, where'd she go? You're right. She so, off today. She ain't at work. Like, you know, like, yeah. Hey, so I'm, I'm just up. saying, Mike, there has to be some prophecies fulfilled, bro. Like, I guarantee you. At least a hundred years ago, they were praying for the first black president, for sure, uh, or the first black vice president. So we are living in some prophecies that fulfilled the first oh, black billionaires. I'm, I'm not denying that. I'm saying, no, listen to me. So okay. let's answer your question. Let's take it back three hundred years ago. Were we able to do that then? 
No. Let's go to 200 years ago. Uh, no. What about 100 years ago? No. No. But we are able to do it in this day and time, correct? Yeah. So we got to be coming near something now. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. So two things. First off, when you said, when you just walked us through that, I don't know, it's because I just seen Spider-Man, but I immediately <laughs> thought of Thanos when you said one person just disappearing out in the field, man. I, I, I'm i sorry, Marvel. But anyway, so... <laughs> Um, Never mind revelation. It's just Marvel. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's crazy though. But that they, I, you know, I, I never connected those two. You know what I'm saying? Like the the rapture and the whole snapping of the finger. But turn anyway. your Bible to Thanos chapter six, verse twelve. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Man. Go to Spider Man thirteen and seven. Man. Right, bro. So, so um, it's funny that you know, not funny, but you say the prayers of you know for. 100 years ago are being answered, you know, one to 400 years ago are being answered today. But what does that mean for the prayers uh, after that? You know, like the, the, the prayers of the, of the generation today, are they never going to be fulfilled? Right. Are we saying that that the end of times is near? So there there may be some some potential never experienced, some potential never manifested. Some my prayers. Some, you get what I'm saying? Right. My yeah. prayers. Is that is that is that what we're saying? Are, are we saying that the rapture just comes and sweep up? Hey, it don't matter where where we at or what wasn't fulfilled. You get what I'm saying? Because if he's supposed to be a author and finisher of our faith, right? That means this we're supposed to see that to the finish. So so at what point? Do does somebody just not get prayers answered because the rapture didn't cut it off? You get what I'm saying? So that that's what's kind of hard for me to um to 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 visualize, right? I can't I can't see that. I can't I can't really see that because because I you know I'm I'm I cling to the hope of God. I cling to the hope that Jesus provided to us. I'm yeah, but, but are I, you clinging? But are you clinging to the word in its entirety? Because it literally saying the word that just as much as I'm gonna bless y'all while y'all here. You blessed coming out, you blessed going in, but I'm ending it. And this time it won't be with water. It's going to be with fire. That's what it's saying. I, and, and I don't disagree with that. I think that the part that's missing is, hey, somebody's going to be in the middle of a wedding and I'm going to take them out, you know, or I'm going to end the world. There's going to be a baby being born and the, the world is going to end. So you, you don't believe in the rapture. So you don't believe in the rapture. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, it doesn't explain the position because that's what it sounds like. What I'm saying is it doesn't give us that part. I got I got something for you. Um, I've always thought of the rapture as um death because two people walking up the field and one falling is gone. That's that's yeah. death to me. I don't think that I personally, this is my own personal opinion, don't think that a natural soul of skin is gonna be taken and that gonna disappear. I think it has to be internally. Look at the word to say, and the ghost left. I mean, in some of the older terms, if you look at Moses, when he died, it say, and the ghost left. So I don't think that we're going to physically in this body leave and just disappear, bro. I think okay. that your body going to drop down and the person who wasn't right is going to still be standing and you out and they're not. And they're going to look at you like you died. Got you. BK, wow. you got to hop in because me and you had conversations around this. And, I, and we actually... At certain points of this COVID thing, we actually talked about maybe the, the, the rapture is happening gradually over time. I believe that. Yeah. But 
for me, I believe the rapture to be literal how it is in the Bible, that in a blink of an eye. Okay. Like in a blink of an eye, more than half of the population is going to be poof, just gone. Mm. Like disappear. If he took Enoch like that, why couldn't he take us like that? Mm-hmm. If he's picking these chosen people in the rapture. So I think it's literal. This this can go. Even so though many- I listen to Revelation over and over and over and I see a lot of metaphors in there. There are some yep. things that stand out that are just like, you know what? This is literal. This can go so many ways because it's like to touch on what Marcel just said, like somebody's in the middle of a wedding and poof. Like we we know God to be this amazing man, bro. Like what he blessed us with. But is it humans that make him seem like such this nice guy that he's not above to go? Yeah. In your wedding, if you ain't living right, you got to yeah. go. You know, or, or or if you are living right, because because <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real, man, look how many babies die. And that's and sometimes we don't understand the reason why. But his we, we won't always understand his reasoning. Right. We all we always hear the God is a jealous God thing. But I mean, hey, he blesses us. But is this 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 Mr. Nice guy like, oh, you know what? I'm going to spare them another day. I do. I believe that some people. Time is up, and it's just time for them to go with the Lord. I really believe that. Whether you're 10, 12, 15, 18, 99, I believe sometimes God wants you, and he needs you there more than he needs you. Huh. Huh. I do. Man, that's heavy, I mean, we're all living out his plan, right? We're all supposed to be going with his order. So it's not about what we want or what we think is fair. Because ultimately, he has our best interest at heart in I think, conjunction oh, sorry, with his okay. plan. Yeah, I think more people would be okay if they had a warning sign, if they had a hint that it was coming. <laughs> well, compared well, you to know just what, though, you know what? You know Go what? ahead. The rapture. <laughs> we do though. We do. So the the revelations also talk about wars, rumors, rumors of wars, and and how the kids are uh, disrespecting parents and and. In my opinion, we live in the last moments because of the signs. Um, I take I take this COVID experience. That's what they call it. But for me and me and Marcel, we talk about this all the time. I take it as a plague. Um, he just take it as you know a pandemic. I think I think it's God speaking. Um, to me, the last days can be thousands of years to him because one day to him is what they say. Don't quote me, but a thousand, a thousand days, days. A thousand years. A th- yeah, yeah. A thousand you know what I'm saying. Days, yeah. So for him, the last days can be five thousand years. You uh, know what I'm saying? You but saying. I definitely think he's speaking right now in this pandemic, and um, I agree with that. You know, because like I you know wanna, what I would agree I, with that. When you start talking about signs, so you remember Revelation where it starts talking about breaking of the seals and yep. sounding of the trumpets. Mm-hmm. So. I remember a few years back, like when I first moved out here in the valley, I heard something that was like a trumpet, right? And it got me out of my sleep and it was so loud that I thought like maybe it was something in my living room electronically going off. And when I went in my living room, I realized like it's not in my place at all, but it sounds like it's over the building. And I got so scared that I went outside, I grabbed my robe and went outside and nobody else was outside. And I was like, can't anybody else hear this? And it's like, just before dawn and i'm looking around and it felt like the vibration was coming like through the clouds down on me and i'm looking up 
And I'm just like, what the heck is this? And I remember it freaked me out. I remember calling Tarmel, telling Tarmel about it. I remember uh, talking to my brother about it. And then it hit me. I was like, was that one of the trumpets going off from Revelations? Man, BKU out there and Cali partying too hard when you first got there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 but for real, me, me and Corey had the same conversation and we were, we were kicking it and he was like, trumpets, Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, dang, mm. that's that's crazy right now that it's the Trump era. And we, we was having an Antichrist convo, and it was like, you know, the Trump. Like, man, that's one of the Trump is going off right now. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. from a metaphoric standpoint. So so this is what we need y'all to do, man. In the comments, I need y'all to give us y'all honest take on this. Yep. Are we in, you know, is this the end of days? Is this the end of times? Are we in the last days? You know? Yep. Um, and if you don't think we are, what makes you say that? If you do believe that we are, what signs are you seeing that 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 makes you believe that? And then more importantly, how are you navigating it? You know, how do you handle someone, you know, you know, the thought that or belief that it's the last days? You know, do you become more serious about your passions or do you get closer to your family? Do you um, bridge? those broken relationships, like what exactly, how do you handle the last days? You know, and I, and I, and you know what, before we get out of here, I want everybody to answer that. Let's, let's say it's our last days, right? Ooh. How are y'all handling that? What's, 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 what, give me three things, you know, that's on y'all list to take care of before you out of here. Man, you got me thinking about Mace and 24 hours to live. No, man, the first thing I want to do is talk to the Savior, man. You know, make sure that um, my calling is assured, you know. That's number one. Like, make sure that I'm, I'm in the right space to be able to hear him when he call. Mm. You know, um, the other thing is, and this is an episode by itself, but I want to explain to my kids that it's not uh, a horror film, mm. but it's a place That's good. that we get to go together and live forever. Right. I'll stop there because I know that I know that's gonna cause that will cause a whole different episode. Yeah, that's that's heavy. Yeah. Um, what about you, Mike? No, that's he he right on it. It's like, no, you have that talk with your kids, you know, whether it's you apologizing for something you didn't do or you could have done, but you definitely want to have that dialogue with God for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's gotta be a hey, I'm straight, cuz, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it got to be that. Hey, know? I noticed you got past the A's already. Can you go back and <laughs> check that page again? <laughs> I mean, if you I mean if Judas come, come on, right, come right. On, bro. Come on. <laughs> it was a piece of gum, Lord. Oh, right. I mean, uh, oh. Yeah. Uh what about you, BK? Three things, man. What, what, what you you know, what you gotta sure up in the last days? Well, for one, the thought alone is terrifying. Yeah. Um, but um, one thing is getting closer to God. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I need, I'm like, I need to get closest, closest is close. Just right. let me get there. Uh, and then the rest would be to spend as much time with my family as possible 
and see how close they're getting with God mm. and stuff. You like know, that. I'm sure about that point, if we talking about it at the end of days, are we talking like 48 hours, you know, a week? How much time do we really have? Because if right. that's the case, I'm like, I can go ahead and get married and have a baby real quick. I'm right. like, see what that's about. Okay. But I'm so like, you talk about know. getting closer to God before you're out of here until God hit you with that VIP and got way too proud. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, man, what's up, man? Give me, what you go sure up, man? In the last man, first days. of all, y'all hit it on the nose, man. Y'all, you know, um, just naturally in my heart, I think that, uh, I think that his kings and prophets should be hearing his voice at this stage, clearly. Mm, mm. Like, ain't no need to get closer to him because he's gonna come to you right now. Mm. I guarantee you that, especially if you were if you were on that war spectrum, if you gotta get out there in war, because we got a war, you know, if anything. So I'm preparing myself as a man for war. I'm putting myself around some good people who's just like me. But like Cuz said, man, my kids, you know, making sure they understand what's going on at this time. Right here, man, is extremely important. But um, the most important thing, and I've never loved and cared about people no more in my life than I do now. I That's swear true. to God, man. Like, I care and I love people so much because I know how important that's going to be in the end, man. You know, I can't stand not walk, going, riding past a bum now because I have to, or a person who's homeless because I have to give them something. You know, or or just anybody in need. Like, you, at this point right now, all we can do with our third one, man, is just be as loving and helpful to all give give your last off your back if you got to, man. Because if it's the end of the time, don't nothing you have gonna matter right now. Go on and get out of the way, show as many with love as, as you can. Materialistic things do not matter. Trust what I'm telling y'all. Yep. The things that are seen are temporary, the things that are unseen are eternal. Man, if the people want to reach out, say, you know. What's 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 a way to contact you or just to get that help um, with any, you know, any mental health issues that they may be battling? Maybe they're not even sure if it's that. Maybe they just need to identify it. But how can people reach you, man, and get in contact with you? Well, let me just say this to the audience, man. Unfortunately, I do not do social media. God bless y'all, though. So but you can all you can always reach me in my email. Corey Jones, C-O-R-E-Y, 246 at Yahoo.com. I'm always available that way. And we can definitely uh, go and we can move forward from that point. Nope. There you have it, man. And we just want to thank Corey again for joining the show. Yes, sir. I'm sure thank he'll God. be back Appreciate at some that. point because, you know, he family. Thank um, you. All, man. And, and and of course, man, if you are feeling, man, I, I don't know how many times I got to tell you, but make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button. You did. God made dirt, man. Um, you know, of course, you know, hit up BK, beador.com. Make sure you hit up Mike on the gram. I'm putting everybody's social links in the uh, description, of course. And, of course, I'll make sure that you guys get Corey's contact email as well. You don't have to worry about trying to rewind it. Well, you can rewind it because we need to we need to watch time anyway. So go ahead and rewind it. And if you want to write it down, but I'm going to still put it in the description for you. Before we go. But, what up? Guys, go see a counselor if you need to. It's nothing wrong with that. Seek help if you need to, you know. Trust me, I do it. You know, I go see a counselor, what, twice a month. It's nothing Thank wrong God. with it. It's <laughs> it nothing wrong with it, guys. And, yeah. and you know what? To, to even thank you for bringing that up, Mike. And that's probably something I should have said. Um, listen, something about counselors, man, we're wide open. We're definitely unbiased. 
That's the reason why we're getting this education component. Um, we do not judge, you know, and so you could just feel open to speak to us. If you have any trauma going on or anything that's happened in your life that's not right, um, internally, externally, definitely reach out. Mike, you hit it right on the nose, man. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. But why y'all be listening for like three appointments straight, though, bro? My insurance be running up, man. I'm like, bro. Right. Bro. Right. You go clean up or do something. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's something. That's something to do with your treatment goals, man. You must be rough around the edges, on then. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you talk about hit it on the nose. <laughs> he definitely rough. But anyway, you can actually reach him at Ambassador Studios on the gram as well. I'm going to make sure I put that in the description. Um, man, hit us up, ambassadorstudios.com. We, you know, continue to support us, man. And as always, man. Oh, oh, I got a note. One note, one note, one note from today. Less arguments, more good communication. We got that from Corey. I love that, man. More Less arguments more good communication and as always gmd is all on us i know i know, I know. Get it.